There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Because you're a disaster. <laughs> Welcome to the family with Tevin Pittman and Andy Bernard. and Tommy Boy. Catherine will be in. And we'll be right back, kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say, why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For- <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care? It's free with purchase. That's right. I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer. And get Walzer Care for free. Or oh, we're not having. Why are we not having music? Because <laughs> well, I didn't know about this whole uh, flying solo oh, thing Cassie, until about half Cassie an hour ago. Why didn't someone call you yesterday <clears throat> and tell you that? I, people never cease to amaze me. I don't because you know. should have known about yesterday. Yeah, Cassie's working at home from now on. So yep, that's cool. Oh, yes, that'll happen when you have eleven kids. You know what I'm saying? Right. All yeah, she does is true. all she does is work. You know what I mean? In any case, so Tevin's with us. So, Tevin, Mm -hmm. uh, I want you to know something. For the first time in my life, this won't mean much to Andy, but to you it probably will. First time in my, well, since I was nine years old. Nine years old, I didn't watch a Viking playoff game. Hmm. Yeah, you saved yourself a lot of disappointment. We uh, we did not look good against the 49ers. 
I saw the highlights. They were <clears throat> dreadful, and Kirk Cousins is worthless. Oh, yeah. He's, he's good, but he's not good enough. And our offense looked yeah, uninspired and very uncreative, and it looked like we are running an yep. offense from about 20 years ago. What do you think, Tim? Timmy Vikings. Yes, Tim is on. Timmy. Yes, hello. The Vikings, you, Tommy, I follow your method almost. I, what I do now is I tape the uh, game. I go and run errands for an hour or whatever. And then I will uh, zip through the commercials, zip through the plays really, really fast. And then when it got to the point where Marcus Sherrill fumbled a punt, I turned yes. it off and I didn't watch anymore. Yep. And you know what? That's the one heartbreaking thing for me about that. I loved Marcus Sherrill's, did mm-hmm. a great job, and that's the last memory people are going to have of him, and which he is was, too bad. He was really solid. Up until this point, I mean, yesterday yeah. he just had yep. a problem, or two days ago, I yep. guess. You know, I mean, he bobbled that one, got it back, but then, you know, once it's going to happen, and you're right, it's unfortunate that if this is it for him, that will be his last known play. Not all the returns, great returns, you know, some for touchdowns, and uh, yeah, but just nothing. They were they were cursed. <laughs> it was yep. the playoff yeah, curse. They were. They were just. Nothing they could do right on on, on uh, Saturday. Yeah, it was really too bad because, like I said, Marcus Sherrill's fumbled one. We got the defense looked horrible. What was the problem with the defense? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, again, I guess I didn't watch it close enough to realize it or not. But you know, did they run the four uh, ends defensive end scheme like they did the prior game, or I, I would imagine different team, different. Yeah, they, approach, but I don't know what the, if they did that or not, but obviously whatever they were doing wasn't working. Yeah, they moved Everson, right. Griffin, and Daniel Hunter around inside and got some pressure <clears throat> every once in a while, but it just wasn't consistent enough, and then our run defense was atrocious. I think there was a drive Terrible. where they ran eight straight times and just marched down the field for a touchdown, so it was, yeah. you just got out physical. I think, in the trenches. But, but it's funny, when you, is, when you are watching a game, you get a feeling that it's just not going to happen. You just yeah. do. I'm sorry. I actually got that before the game started. That's why I didn't watch it. <laughs> you get the power Honestly. of foresight. You're, you're Kreskin. Well, it's because I've been a Viking fan since I was nine years old, and it just I just knew it. It's like, they're going to look terrible. I don't even want to watch it. They do it to me every year. Well, you're not doing it to me this year. I'm just telling you. you but it's like Al Pacino once said, I wish when I thought I was out. They keep pulling me back in. They pull me back in. It's true. The Minnesota Vikings, ladies and gentlemen, looked horrendous yesterday. Another failed season. Are they going to broom that entire front office? Because they really do need to. They really need to get rid of Spielman and Zimmer. Well, I mean, it sounds like the obviously Stefanski got hired in Cleveland, and then it sounds like a lot of guys on the defensive side for the coaching staff is going to be gone. I know um, uh, whoever our defense coordinator, not Andrew Patterson, uh, Edwards, George Edwards, they're not renewing his contract, so he'll be gone. But I think, yeah, this upcoming season might be Zimmer and Stefanski on the hot seat for sure. Well, isn't, I mean, Zimmer pretty much runs the defense as it is, right? Yeah, he calls all the plays, and it's all his You steam. know, so it really, you know, it shouldn't be – too big of a hit. Now, of course, the big uh, question is whether they're going to get Shermer back after he got canned from the Giants. 
and then got Kubiak, so they could move him up into uh, offensive coordinator as well. So I don't think they're going to be necessarily hurting with offense, but obviously something needs to change, especially the line. I mean, you know, people can hate on Cousins, but if nobody's there to protect him, what are you going to do? Well, and that's on Spielman because he has never put together a good offensive line on that team. He's he's had a billion chances. Adrian Peterson didn't have a great line in front of him. He just ran his ass off. That's true. That's true. I don't know. Why me? That's all I have to say. i got to deal with these pains in the ass on a consistent <laughs> basis. But you know well, what? I heard you this morning talking about how the NFL badly wants another Kansas City-Green Bay matchup. Oh, kind they of looking do, that man. way, isn't it? Yep. How would you like to be a Houston Texans fan? We're up 21 oh. to nothing in the first. This game's over. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, 51 to 31. Oh, yeah. is that horrible? They were up 24 to nothing in the first quarter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and then oh, I, 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 I just was watching a little bit at the beginning and thinking, oh, my God, I can't believe that they're, they're, they're trouncing these guys. And then I heard a radio report. I was on the road for most of the day yesterday and heard it was 24-21 or something. I thought, oh, God. Here we go. And then the next thing you knew it, 51-31. God, it's just so amazing. 51-31 after having a 24-0 lead. Oh, my God. You 51-7, they outscored them. 51-7. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Unbelievable. Um, I I have to admit, though, because I'm the sort of guy who likes to see new teams win. I think for the time being, anyway, it'll be uh, mm-hmm. I'll be rooting for the Titans, and uh, we'll see what happens, you know. But you know, it's just again the same teams over and over and over again, and I guess that has a lot to do with your management. I guess you're right, Tom. I mean, I think it really kind of comes down to the management. Yep. No, it is. It's uh, Spielman's got to go. He's never gotten it right. He's just another guy who tries to do this, that, and the other thing. Does just enough to look okay, uh, but when it comes to actually being good, he just he can't pull it off. He just can't do it. But I think what what the deal is, since they won that playoff game, that one playoff win will probably be enough to save both his and Zimmer's jobs. I really wish it wouldn't. I wish they'd fire everyone, including the Wills. <laughs> Fire themselves. Fire oh, yeah. yourself. Get away from the team there, Ziggy. Oh, and get yeah. your hair done no. by Saturday. I, you know, I, it's it's frustrating. I have to admit, and my wife, she witnessed all of this. I said, I didn't get pissed once on Saturday. It's just kind of like a foregone no. conclusion nope. of what's going to happen. And uh, what? why waste yep. my energy getting upset? I didn't. It was You're just right. amazing. I was calm. I, I, I got pissed off during the season. Um, but, you know, when it gets to this point, and, again, you just kind of know what's going to happen. I don't hold out the hope that there's going to be some big comeback. Again, once that fumble, fumble punt happened, and I think they got, I don't know, that was the third touchdown they scored, I think, in the game, 21-7 to 7 or whatever. I thought, or 21-10, to 10, I thought, this is over. This is just over. I've decided that God hates me. That's what it is. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. What do you guys think, Tevin? Yeah, Andy? I, I mean, there wasn't the like Kathy? you said. It's it's hard or easy not to get upset with this year, just because there wasn't after losing to the Bears and Packers to end the season. 
there wasn't really a lot yeah. of hope going into it, and it takes a miracle, no. another miracle finish to beat the Saints, and yeah, it was fun while it lasted, but we're a long way from making any serious run in the playoffs to get to the Super Bowl. Yes, no doubt about it. Do you think Dalvin Cook is going to make it, or is he going to be injured his entire career? I think he'll make it. I think it's more fluky that he's kind of been getting hurt and nagging injuries. I think if our offense just overall was better and more consistent, we wouldn't have to rely yeah. on him as much, so he's going to get less wear and tear. And if they start working Madison into it a lot more, that'll help take some carries off of his shoulders. But he's a really good running back. So I, hope I like healthy. it. Yeah, he's a really good running back. But, man, he couldn't get anything done with that team. No. Nothing worked. Stephon Diggs had one great catch. That was the only highlight of the entire game for the Vikings. Yeah, and if we don't start getting him more involved, I think he'll end up just walking because he's very frustrated yep. with the ineptitude of our offense. I agree. I don't know. We'll keep moving forward. Andy, what time do I need to be out? I'd say another five minutes. Another five minutes. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Oh, so you didn't start the clock. That's why I checked. Be, ah, yeah. I did, but I started you know. it a little late. Uh, I think actually we're supposed to be out. Yeah, that's that's right. About another five minutes. You're good. I just wanted to make sure. So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you got your uh, Wild and, and Timberwolves just suck. The Golden Gopher <laughs> basketball team is horrendous. I mean, they're okay. Gopher, Gopher basketball team is okay at best. Their coach has no idea what the hell he's doing. Um uh, I, I don't know what, what what can I tell you? you got the you got the Twins kick ass all season long, and then the Yankees just destroyed them. So it's great to be a Minnesota sports fan, don't you think? Yeah, we got Come the links. On, we got the links. They're always good, so we can count yeah, on that. Are on, that's true. That's a very good well, point. Links are I think always the, good. The saving grace for me, I once the Twins won the series a couple times. I, I was I. I Paid attention to them last year and, and some past seasons, but I'm no longer emotionally invested in them because they 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 got it done. I mean, yes, it's been uh, 30 years or whatever since, uh, or more, well, 30 more than 32, what, 33 years going on uh, for the first championship. But at least they did it, and they did it again in a yep. matter of four years. I mean, I, I feel good about that. I mean, you know, so I, that's, that's one good thing. Thank God we have those two World Series championships. Yes, exactly. 87 and 91. And so the great part of that is, though, Timmy, uh, as an example, Alex is talking about how the Twins have been nothing, nothing but a disappointment in her entire life. And it's just too bad that she loves baseball, or she used to anyway. I don't know if she does anymore. I said, well, at least we had 87 and 91. And she said, I wasn't born in 87, and I was a year and a half old in 91. Like, ah, oh, it's been that long already? Oh, my God. That would be depressing because, yes, I mean, the, the team of today is her baseball team now. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, we, we, we can live with that satisfaction of, of you know, having lived and gone through it right. and, and enjoyed those games. Yeah, so I can definitely see your point. But the amazing thing is, in 18 months, it's going to be 30 years since the Twins won a World Series. Yeah, oh, yeah, God. it's it's, oh, God. it's painful. Okay. But then again, you know, look at it. I mean, the Vikings have been around since what 61. 61. Same with, with the Norm Twins. Van Brocklin. <laughs> yep, yep. Norm Van Brocklin won his first game, beat the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Well, yeah. let me put it this way: Your Minnesota Vikings were two and four in the in the North Division against very well. The Packers are pretty good, but 
they lost both of those games. They lost both of the games in Chicago, and they beat Detroit tw- twice, right? Yep. Yeah, Lions were the only four. team we were able to take advantage of. I know. That shows you how bad we were. Get rid of all of them. Today. Uh, matter of fact, I'm going to jump jump off the air in a minute, and I'm going to go over there. Just, Let's see. You get out. Just go get change, out right go change all the locks on all the coaches' doors. Change the lock. Change the lock. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go change all the locks, whether you like it or not. You're out. Get the hell out. That's all I'm telling you. So I don't know. It's just it's very frustrating being a Minnesota sports fan. Other than the Lynx, as you said, you know, once in a while the Gopher hockey team would go out and get it, but they haven't done that in a long time now either. Uh, the Lynx are good, but that's about it, man. It's just I don't know. It's so depressing. It is. I hate everyone and everything. That's all I'm telling you. We shall take a break here. Be back. Timmy's going to talk some uh, nominations, the whole shooting match. Uh, we'll be right back with the family. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website that one of your bankers has worked with a customer for more than 30 years. It's a long time for any business relationship. Is that common? Not only 30 years, but two generations. Our great client, Northland Fastening Systems. 30 years is definitely not common for a lot of bankers, but Brad has developed a relationship with that trusted customer that has allowed them to show steady growth every year they've been together. Building the relationship of trust is what we do best. It allows us to make quick deals that benefit them and all of our business customers. The cool thing is that it gives us a chance to be more than your banker, hopefully a partner, and maybe even a friend. I have never liked you, by the way. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience? Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Thanks, friend. And you are? <laughs> Real nice. Chuck Nabla. <laughs> Chuck Nabla. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment. What would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof. That dream can come true. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. Oh, very funny. We really sucked on Saturday. Is that how the song goes? It is now. It is now, baby. It is now. Once again, I know I say quite a bit, but I'll say it again. My view of your Minnesota Vikings is the only field goal he missed all year. Yeah, how many years did they do that? They had it won, and Denny Green, Tevin's cousin, <laughs> took a knee. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of bad coaching decisions that have happened in the Vikings. Oh, like God, Brad yeah. Childress, twelve men in the huddle, 
followed by Across the Body by Brett Favre. And oh. it's, there's a lot of heartbreak. <laughs> a, lot of a lot of heartbreak. Well, I can't believe that you haven't uh, turned your back on us and gone to be a Packer fan. I could, I could never. I could never. Never? That, you couldn't do no, it? No, I've... I've shed too many tears to to just walk away and go be a Packer fan. I will admit, you know, I think it, years ago, I got so pissed off that I bought a Packers sweatshirt and wore it all season. Because uh-oh. I, yeah, but I got rid of it. You know, but that's, that's, again, how invested I've been my entire life. Having seen, well, I, I don't remember the first Super Bowl, but uh, I saw them lose three other times. <laughs> so, yeah, that's yeah. enough pain. <laughs> I think it is me, though, that I'm the jinx because I do remember when 22 years ago we started going down to Florida every year. And I I thought to myself, you know what? Maybe I'll just become a Dolphins fan. Maybe it's time to become a Dolphins. Because Dan Marino was there at Mm -hmm. the time, I believe, and right around that time anyway. And I didn't do it. But now I look at them. They're worse than the Vikings by (laughs) far. Not even close. You know, I I have looked for ways to justify being a fan of different teams. For example, uh, my great-grandfather, when he immigrated over here, he actually, first place he lived was Chicago. So I'm thinking, okay, well, I guess I could technically be a Bears fan. Or my wife was born in Florida, so I guess I could technically root for the Dolphins, who have won before. So, you know, there are easy way out. But I'm still sticking with the Vikings. But boy, I tell you, those other Me those too. other options look awfully tempting. Yeah, no, I've had I have former or teammates that even well, have played for the Packers, and I've told them like, I hope that you play well, but I hope you lose every single game that you play. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, it's not you, it's me. I cannot. But yeah, so it's definitely you can find ways to root for other teams. But at this point, it's just so emotionally invested that I would look fraudulent to to jump off the ship. Yeah, yes. that's the whole. It's you know, true. You can't do it. I can't just walk away from a team I've been supporting with all my heart, like the Vikings and the Twins. I, you know, the Wild and the Timberwolves have. have again, I think the ownership spends a ton of money with the Timberwolves and the Wild. They just can't get it done. I don't know why. We're cursed. It's a cursed market. That's just the Must bottom be. line, right there. What I've decided to do is hold a vigil. For the Minnesota Vikings, I'm going to buy a bunch of candles and light them and keep them lit, like a little vigil for next year. But they're all going to be those uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, the candle that smells like my vagina candles. Oh, God. What is wrong with her? You're the Hollywood guy here, Lammers. What the hell is wrong with that woman? It's funny enough, I was just talking with somebody about this recently. She is brilliant. She's a brilliant businesswoman because her ideas are so entirely outrageous that they get us talking about it. It gets attention. And the sad thing is, is that along with that attention, along with that shameless, shameless publicity that she gets, she actually does get real customers. So people buy this crap and they believe Mm -hmm. it because a celebrity says it, you know, it works. And uh, so, yes, she is nuts, but she's also brilliant. She's got something figured out because... I didn't even hear about this candle thing. I've heard of other. She's got a show coming up on Netflix uh, called The Goop Lab, where she's got yeah, all that's these outrageous a, that's ideas. This. Yep, that's what is this that where is, the idea with the candle comes from? 
Uh, yes, it says here, keep up Yankee Candle. Gwyneth Paltrow is at the forefront of waxy odors via her lifestyle brand Goop. Paltrow has a new product out in what the Daily Dot calls her catalog of absurdities. Uh, $75, uh, $75, this smells like my vagina candle. Dear God. I know. What what happened to the world? <laughs> it's coming to an end. To the world? Yeah, I think it is, man. I think we're screwed. <laughs> Pack it in. We're going home. We're going home. I'm, oh my time god! To wrap it up, man. Oh yeah, and I will watch it because you know, to 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 sane people, this is a train wreck. You know, um, but again, there there yeah. obviously is a, a a market out there. There are people just buying into this, and uh, again, that's. She's got it all figured out, A to Z, figured out. She knows how to market, and she knows how to sell. I guess you're right. All right, Timmy, we got to talk the Oscars. Yeah. And by the way, here's what I love. They've already jumped all over Ricky Gervais. Oh, we got Amy Poehler and Tina Fey next year. Yeah, because they're every bit as talented as Ricky Gervais or not. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I actually posted that on Facebook. It's like, uh, apparently, the Globes couldn't take the heat. I mean, look, if, if you I mean, can't get on. eyeballs watching this thing with Ricky Gervais because the ratings were down, how the hell do you think that having somebody else is going to make a, a big difference? People turn yeah, in no for chance. the controversy. That's tune in. That, that's yeah, what they, they do. do. And, of course... The ratings, you know, you and I both know, Tom, how this is all BS with the ratings now anyway, because they're simply going by the Nielsen TV ratings where they're not accounting for streaming. They're not accounting for all the video views of his monologue. I mean, if you look at it from that point of view, I'm sure that people really did tune in to see Ricky. But again, now going with a safe bet with those two, it's it's almost it's almost embarrassing if you think about it because you know that they're not yeah. there's not going to be any teeth in whatever they do they're not going to bite no. anybody. No, you know, you're Ricky right. They is, won't do it. I, I look back at some of his old monologues last night, including the first year where everybody was so offended at that one. It was mm-hmm. nothing compared to what he did last week. That was by far the most brutal, and and he did, if it's true, save the best for last. God, he was funny. God, he was funny. Oh, I thought yeah. it was just wonderful. But I, I, I said this, I don't know if I said this last week, but think about how boring the Oscars are going to be. I mean, now they oh, can say, God. well, we don't have a host. But, you know, you basically have people, it'll, you know, everybody, it'll be your regular love fest. You know, there's not going to be mm-hmm. any sort of, without a host, No, not even individuals are going to take shots. Like they used to, and no shots are right. relatively mild anyway. But nobody, nobody's going to get their feelings hurt this year. I know, but I love it when people get their feelings hurt. Works for me. <laughs> it's good television. It's good television. It if is. you had a sense of humor about yourself, uh, you would you would look at it that way too. Because if you don't, if you react like with an angry look on your face, it's only going to come back and hurt you more. Because then you're looking too delicate. You know, I mean, at least DiCaprio laughed at at, at Gervais and what he said. Yeah, he and did. He, you yeah, got to give him that, you know. <laughs> yep, I agree. I don't know, man. So, uh, best picture, there are, what, nine films? And, yeah, and by the I, way, Kevin, don't... don't worry about it. Oh, 
all skin colors are covered, so you're good to all, go. Uh, well, except Queen and Slim has been ignored from the list, at least that I saw. I didn't see any nominations from that movie, which I thought no, was a great movie. No, no. There's some movies that they thought that would get nominations that were completely shut out. One of them, I noticed, was um, Uncut Gems. Mm-hmm. Oh, Which, yeah. you know, the biggest hope was for Adam Sandler, but there was also hope for screenplay. I mean, these brother filmmakers that did this, is two, two brothers, um, very talented. And, and, and it was completely shut out. So the, the thing I don't get about, they have an opportunity to nominate 10 films. And I don't know if it's there's a cutoff with how many votes you get or whatever, but if you can nominate 10, nominate 10. That yeah. If you, you yeah, don't I want agree. people criticizing what you do, at least if putting that, filling that extra slot will take away some of the complaining. <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, that's but they true. Do it. It, yeah. it almost kind of smacks of elitism. And it almost is like, you know what? We, we're, we're here to judge to tell you what the... You know, if there's not ten that are good enough, we're only going to do nine. You know, that's what it looks like to me anyway. Yes, I understand that completely. Now, I'm looking at the best film list, Nine, 1917, Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Married... Okay, let me just back up for a second. Jojo Rabbit is about a little kid who befriends Hitler, yeah. or a, a, like a faux Hitler, but it actually is Hitler. Yeah. I, I, you know, the way the studio describes it is it's an anti-hate satire. And I have to tell you, watching it, it, it still is very uncomfortable the way that Hitler is ha, 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 and smiling and all that sort of stuff. I know. Around with the kid. It is, there's something really disconcerting about that. Now, right. I might not be smart enough to understand it, but I don't care. I mean, it just goes against everything that I've learned about the monster. It just, it just right. feels very, very right. weird to me. Now... I, I don't know. Again, uh, you know, anti-hate satire. Well, I guess there's room for satire, and and if they feel that it deserves, if it deserves the nominations, that's that's their world. It's not mine. I don't vote on those awards. Well, who wrote it? You know, Taika Waititi. I know you you brought up his name this morning. He I thought it was wrote it. It's actually based on a book. Um, but Taika is the guy behind a very, very entertaining film, uh, Thor Ragnarok. He kind of reinvented the Thor franchise. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, Yeah, and I think he's really talented. I've interviewed him once. He's a good guy, nice guy. Um, but, uh, you know, they, you, you, you know, you get a certain amount of acclaim. I mean, you can be more ballsy with your creative choices, and he definitely went for it here. There's no question about that. I guess that's true. You got uh, Married Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite. What's what's Parasite? Now that's an Asian film. Is that correct? Correct. It's a South Korean film. And again, I you know what? South Korean. I okay. have it. I, I I haven't seen it. I didn't watch it yet. Um, but um, it is one of those films that, it, and this is a trend. You know, talk about predictability, like we were talking about this morning. Um, generally, the Academy seems to champion a, a smaller independent film every year kind of to show that, you know, they're all, we're smarter than you, kind of that, that give you that air, you know, we're cultured, mm-hmm. we're smarter yes. than you. And, 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 yep. and believe me, the day after the Oscars is going to be about finding that new, next new blockbuster. That's the way I've always felt. Yeah, but for some reason, people love this film. Um, 
Again, I haven't seen it, so I can't tell you for sure, but I definitely will. Um, but my oldest daughter did see it and hated it. Just hated it. And she's pretty open-minded when it comes to this sort of She stuff, saw Parasite? You know? Yeah, Parasite. It, it, you know, and and it's not because of the subtitles. You know, it's a South Korean film. Look, it's to the point now where I'm so deaf that I have the subtitles on with every film I watch. <laughs> 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 so um, I'm kind of used to them. And, and and honestly, the kids are, too, because they know I can't watch a film without them. But uh, yeah, so that that's yeah. that wouldn't bother me at all um but I, you know um from what i understand it's a, a film about the class uh, a clash between the classes the extremely oh, poor and yeah. the extremely rich so you know so like america yeah basically but you know what it's interesting the guy that uh, uh bong jung ho his name is bong jun ho come on get it right it's bong jun ho <laughs> okay um now you can either go with bung hole or bang ho <laughs> one or the other. He, you can either do one or the other he's winning a boatload of awards for this film and he has been he, he speaks in korean he has an interpreter on the stage with him and he has not at all been preachy about it. He's actually been very, very funny about it. So that's a good thing. You know, this guy mm-hmm. at least doesn't appear to be taking himself too seriously. So uh, that's the sort of filmmaker I can get behind. You know, he, he could have got up there and wagged his finger at everybody. Right. See, this is right. The, you know, and I'm sure that some of, some of his acceptance speeches have addressed that sort of thing. But he seems to be a very likable guy. So... Yeah, I'll give the film a chance. You know, I, I again, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I don't want to spoil anything. I mean, I've heard why it's getting attention, uh, what happens during the film. But again, I don't want to. I would be giving too much away if I if I told you. Right. We'll take a break. Be right back. More with Timmy Lammers and the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. 
are back, ladies and gentlemen. Timmy Lammers with us, of course. We've got Tevin Pittman here. Yep. Andy, me, Catherine hasn't made it. She's doing some paperwork for Andy. So that's good. Uh, I think everything else is good. Andy, you're, you're still coming to Key West? Yep. Good. Glad to hear that. Tevin, why aren't you going? Now, Timmy and Tevin, you should come down to Key West. What the hell's wrong with you? Hey, just let I me don't know, know one day. man. My 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 wife is from, like I said, from Florida. So any opportunity, you know, she gets, she wants to go. So I'll check into it. I'll check into it. Well, here comes Turtle Dove. I heard the door open. Wait a minute. Maybe hey, I have to tell in. you quick, Never Tom. Mind. I have to tell you. You know, one person who did see Parasite. I forgot about this. Mike Bryant saw Parasite. Ooh. And Mike I know Bryant he said it was a interesting. So if you want to be. So I thought Quick the movie explanation. Was about him. He could tell you what, what, what he's thinking of the film. Yeah, but Tevin had a very good point. We thought the movie was Wait, about him. Yeah. Tevin Par- had a good point? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Tevin See, you've been point, here for two minutes <laughs> and already <laughs> slinging it Well, that's why I was I'm just a, like, I'm in a I fragile walked state in and right I heard. Now. Oh, I'm sorry. Fragile. That's yes. all you have to say, right? But in any case, we are Timmy Lammers with us, Catherine. Tevin's in, Andy's in. Now that you're here and on your phone still, what are you doing? I'm working. I'm working. You're so cute. Mm. That's me right there. In any case, we're just talking about the movies and how Tim thinks they all suck. Oh. Is that what you said? Uh, You know, not really. Look, I I have to admit, you know, sometimes I shake my head at, at... in my head at some of these nominations, but I think that, you know, they, 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 the fact that Ford versus Ferrari was nominated, you know, it got hosed in a lot of other categories. James Mangold yeah, in yep. particular, the director, I mean, please. But, you know, it was nominated for Best Picture, which says something, considering that, it, you know, it got an editing nomination, and that might have been it, apart from that. Right. But, you know, 1917... I'm happy about that. Um, it's well-deserved. Ferrari, uh, Ford versus Ferrari. The Irishman, again, you know, three and a half hours long, but, man, it it, it works. I mean, it's great. And, it was good. And, and, and then Joker, and then the one thing that I, I'm still, I can't get the fascination with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet. I, I have to see it mm-hmm. again, maybe. Right. Um, Marriage <laughs> Story is another one of those that, you know, the acting is terrific, but God, it is a very depressing film. So it, it, it is, it's one of those films that, yes, it, it's, it's true life for some people, unfortunately. You know, it's about this couple yeah. going through this ugly divorce. There's a kid involved. So it's kind of like a Kramer versus Kramer sort of story. Mm. Um, so Mike Bryant also saw that one. He said the same thing. It's just depressing as hell. Does he ever work? Ah, in between he, movie he, must have, he must be <laughs> watching movies on his phone or something. I don't know, man. Yes, he gets a lot of in movies court. in. <laughs> you know, he he did tell me the other day, um, or somebody told me, you know, said uh, walked into walked into court. The judge goes, "Hey, I heard you saw 1970." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was great. <laughs> How cool is that? The judge is listening to the KQ Morning Show, and he's like, oh, "I heard you saw 1917. Good, glad to hear it." That's how life should be, right? Yeah, indeed, yes. indeed. Uh, yeah, uh, so, you know, good, good. I think, you know, a lot of the films that deserve nominations got the nominations. I mean, again, like I say, generally the Academy, they like to get all artsy-fartsy on us, and 
nominate a bunch of obscure films. And yes, there are some obscure films and maybe a couple obscure performances. Um, but, you know, the biggest problem with the, with the Oscars and as far as ratings are concerned is that generally they nominate films that aren't, they don't reflect what the public sees. So, um, you know, to that end, maybe the ratings will be better this year than they have been because when you're, yeah. when you're, 1917 did great business, opened with 37 million um, over the weekend at number one. So I w- I'm very happy about that. I was kind of doubtful about it when we were talking about the film on KQ last week because it's like generally these aren't the sorts of films that attract <sighs> large audiences, but this one did, right. and I'm really happy about it. Yeah, that's terrific. I do uh, have to go. It's going to be too sad for me, though, I'm just telling you. Yeah, that's true. It, it, you know, there's there's no way around it. Um, yep. But, uh, you know, you can also be proud of, of you know, people in their, you know, to take a, the title of a movie that we both love, Finest Hour. I mean, you see people rising up in their finest hour um, and and going through this mission, knowing very well that, you know, they could die. And, you know, there's something special about that. You know, there's something special about seeing a film like that, that while it's sad, that while mm. there is a lot of death and, and it can be very depressing, um, ultimately you have to be proud. Because obviously if these guys didn't step up, how, how different would the world be, you know? I agree. I agree with you completely on that one. It's, uh, I don't know. I, I will go see it. It's going to be tough, though, because it, it, it is really kind of, it's going to make me sad. I don't like yeah. being sad. I know. But well, the, the other important thing about it is is that, yes, it is an original story uh, pulled from the stories by um, director Sam Mendes uh, from his great-grandfather. Um, but, it again, it, it, it tells a, a true tale of history, and as long as you keep those true tales coming our way, then people aren't going to get a chance to rewrite it, you know? And that's, yeah, that's, that's really true. important. You know, there, there's so much revisionist history out there that you're, you're putting something straightforward to people, and I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree with you. I understand that completely. We'll just, uh, we'll slog through it. Not slog through it, but we'll, we'll soldier on. That's what I'll do. Watch it. <laughs> there you go. You know? good, good choice of words. Yes, instead of, yeah, exactly. Um, is is the movie ready or not any good? Because everybody keeps telling me I should watch it, and everybody said it's really good. I think I think Michael Bryan also. Does he ever work again? He's at another yeah, well, movie. <laughs> well, he tweeted that to me this morning, you know, ready or not got robbed. It's interesting. It's a really good film, and it's one of these, it's a horror oh, film, and it's one of those that's so outrageous. Um, that you laugh at it more than you cringe. You will cringe, but you'll laugh at it because it's so outrageous. Kind of in a an Evil Dead, uh, Bruce Campbell, Ash versus Evil Dead sort of way. Uh, then I real I love Bruce Campbell. Is he still yeah. doing uh, Believe It or Not, Ripley's Believe It or Not? Yeah, he, he hosts that, that now. I, you know what? I haven't watched an episode of that, but I think you guys, you, inter- you interviewed him for that, right? For the yes, show, yep. yes, he took over that. But yeah, Indeed. so that's that, that Bruce Campbell sort of Sam Raimi um, outrageous horror slash humor horror humor 
is what you can expect out of Ready or Not. So I think it's worth seeing. Good. What do you think, Catherine? What? <laughs> I thought she generally didn't like the scary stuff. Yeah, I yeah, don't. Yeah, I usually yeah. like them only if they're sort of more thriller stuff. She said oh. eek and pulled the blanket over her face like ten times last night watching a movie. I did. <laughs> I did. I don't. I, I know when they're going to jump out, and even though I know it's going to happen, every time they jump out, I still jump. Still scary. <laughs> it still scares me. So I'm, I'm I'm like on edge. So I don't like watching that part. Big baby. Yeah. So. Well, again, this. This will make you cringe. I mean, and laugh after you cringe. And it's a unique setup too. It's it's about the uh, uh, a family that they're board game creators, and they have right. a weird ritual every time somebody new is introduced to the family, and it's a game of hide and seek. Except for the way that uh, it's more of a, a hunting game than anything. And I don't want to give away too much more other than that. But, it, you know, it's... Right. Look, I love this sort of stuff because they come up with unique ways to present it to us. Um, yeah. Yep. I saw the Grudge remake recently. It's the same damn movie as the original Grudge. It's, oh, it's really? It's boring. Yeah. It's the yeah, same... In, yeah. Which in itself was a remake of a Korean or a Japanese horror film. Uh, you know, the original Grudge was a remake of the Japanese horror film, and this is a remake of the remake. <laughs> so and it's the same damn thing. So uh, you know, give us something new. So when you get a movie like Ready or Not that comes down the pike, it, it's a lot of fun to watch. See, Catherine, it'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun to watch. I like it. Uh-huh. And you can you can curse at me next time, Catherine. Uh, I would never a... do that. Uh, <laughs> we just got over the wire. Tevin Pittman has dropped out of the presidential race. He calls it quits. So. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry to hear that, Tevin. I thought you'd be a great president. Yeah, you know, it just was a little too much, uh, too time consuming for me, and uh, sure. you know, so I thought yeah, I'd let yeah, somebody yeah. else throw their Kevin, hat in the ring. It, perfect, Tevin twenty twenty. Yeah, the three T's. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. I right. know Tevin twenty twenty. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I messed up. We yeah, we went with a different, more racially charged slogan, and it kind of held us. Oh, line, that must so, have worked. Yeah. That must have worked. Kill Whitey was that yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, not a lot, not a lot of support for the Kill Whitey <laughs> slogan for twenty twenty. <laughs> Shockingly enough, Tev, Tevin twenty twenty, <laughs> Kill Whitey. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. That works for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it didn't work for me, but hopefully someday. Maybe next there. go around. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Maybe next go around, you'll be good to go. Um, so, what else is in the in the Hollywood? I'm trying to think of some Hollywood news. Uh, it's still Rapeville, so that's Bad Boys Three comes out this week. I'm going to be reviewing that on um, Thursday on the KQ Morning Show. So, I, I kind of look at this as Will Smith's last stand because mm-hmm. if he couldn't make Gem- Gemini Man a hit, and that was really well done. Um, oh, really. Yeah. You know, and, and Ang Lee directed that. I mean, it was really a good movie. And it was yeah, a complete stiff. And he had the young Will Smith because they had the uh, younger version of himself came back. So a lot of appeal there. And it was you know, every stiff, time I so hear... it's like, man, if he can't make this work, I'm kind of worried about his film career coming to an end. He's pretty much done, I think. Well, yeah, I think he's... that's probably true. 
And when you start kind of with his career getting off to such a fast start at such a young age, it's hard to right, keep right. topping like Fresh Prince on TV and then his early movies as well. Yeah, well, Independence you know, when, Day and the and Men in Black movies. I yeah. mean, you know, monster. He was the king of Hollywood. His movies opened July 4th weekend. They just did. And now... Like now they stuck him in July with Bad Boys, or, or July, J- uh, January. One of the worst months for a movie to come out. They got Bad Boys for Life coming out uh, next week, or this week. Yeah. That's too bad. You know, till, to the, still to this day, when I hear the name Ang Lee, I remember getting about a thousand phone calls after the Oscars <laughs> one year. <clears throat> because Ang Lee went up to get his award, and he goes, I would like to thank Tom Bernard for all he's done for me over there. I got calls with Man, are you watching the Oscars? Ang Lee just thanked you on, on the stage. <laughs> and I believe Oscars. you let people believe it was you. Maybe I did. I I mean, so. Why not? You know, Ang and, I, <laughs> Ang and I go way back. It's unbelievable. Just think, and... Tommy, you could have been you could have been hanging out with Harvey Weinstein. Oh, yeah, yeah I could Tom watch Bernard. him be a pig. I, I, I got reservations. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what's really funny about that Weinstein thing? Um, when I was looking at these old Ricky Gervais clips, um, oh, God, the Golden Globes, and this is only a few years ago, um, they were talking about studios buying awards, and then they showed, uh, then they panned over to Harvey Weinstein's table, and he was laughing and shaking really? his head. And really? Like, yeah, and it's like, God, Ooh. things have changed in just a few short years. So what they, happens was, when you become a Nobody rapist. seemed to be bothered by what he was doing then. They I know. That I know. Nobody. be years ago. Yeah, particularly Meryl Streep. I guess yeah. knew more than anybody. Interesting about it. that she they did didn't nothing. know it was wrong until it was yeah. outed on social right. media. Disgusting. Yeah. Very interesting. Absolutely disgusting. All right, Timmy. Another great week, Pally. We'll talk to you on the uh, morning show on Thursday. Are you doing the two appearances this week? Hello. Who is it? Did Tim just oh. faint? I think he dropped. Oh, that's He's right. had that's enough. Right. Well, I shouldn't have said, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Be, there, yeah, that's that's the drop. Be. He dropped, but Tim, Timmy Lammers, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I like Timmy a lot. Working with Timmy is great because he, he tries very, very hard. He always does what he says he's going to do, so I, I just really appreciate He can't hear me, can he? I hope not. Not unless he's listening. Giving people, giving people you know, praise is... It's really hard. No, Tim's a great guy. You're choking on your kind words. <laughs> I'm choking on my kind words, exactly. It's exactly you know, what's I really going on. Lo- I, like I really you. love that. <laughs> yeah, that's magnificent, Tom. Thank you so much. We shall take a break. Be back with Hour 2 with the family.